guys and welcome to the coffee talk in tea set i am one of your co-hosts and trisha bray smith here today with tammy bray wright and melanie adamson and today our topic is the church exposed so we're going to really dig in and get into the nitty-gritty of what the modern day church is looking like guys so um I just want to kind of give a little background as we're getting started, and then I'm going to allow the ladies to come in and give you a brief introduction of who they are and their expertise on this topic today. So uh, whether or not you know it, me and these other two ladies, we are closely related, we are all cousins and uh, we were all brought up. We got our religious start in the church right here in a small community in Southeast Oklahoma. Now the church that uh, we grew up in, uh, uh, I believe our great grandfather, or is it a great great grandfather uh, that started that church there in this uh, small country community. And so just over the years, you know, we were uh, all gravitated to that church. And this is where we uh, got our beginnings. But we know that it doesn't matter how something begins over time in life. We come into our own and go out and we explore and uh, come up with our own path to righteousness, so to speak. 
And so today we want to talk about here on the Coffee Talk and Tea set, the church, what it really is, what it looks like and where it's headed. So uh, go ahead, Tammy, and unmute yourself. And then I'm going to allow Mel to come on. Uh, and let's just talk about the church. Hello, everyone. I am Tammy Bray Wright. I am a minister. I'm a published author and owner of a online boutique store, Lady Lou Fashion. And uh, today we're talking about the controversial issues in the church. Oh, my. What can I say? Let me sip a little bit. Controversies in the church. One big controversial issue in the church is letting women ministers preach. That is a big, big one. Uh, some ministers, they approve that women preach and other ministers, they don't. Still, it is 2021 and still that is a big issue in some church. Some ministers, pastors, bishops, or whatever they want to call themselves, elders, they believe that a woman can preach, but they don't want them in their pulpit. You know, uh, some of them, they want them to come in, and they just want them to do the youth, but they don't want them to do anything else. And they use the Bible scripture, you know, it says, let them teach the youth, you know, and they, and then when the woman gets to teaching the youth and the youth start growing, then they want to take over that from them. So it is very hard. Um, segregation in the church. Yes, there is segregation in the church. It's segregated on youth. Youth and elders, it is segregated. You know, some things in there. Yeah. And women rights in the church. You know, it's still some things that men don't think women should do in the church. You know? And so this is a very, very hot topic. I'm about to burn already. <laughs> so I'm going to let Mel come along because it's getting hot. Like Nelly say, it's getting hot in here. Hi, my name is Melanie Adamson, and um, I don't know if there's much more to say. I think uh, Minister Tammy uh, Wright hit on a lot of things. I work with the youth. Um, I am a founder and director of Project Gain, a youth um, organization where I focus on youth and helping youth find their purpose. Um, I also have been a um, youth director within the church, growing the youth audience within, um, like she said, still where there's so much control. And it's not just from the male. Sometimes it's just from the older people, me being young, that, you know, there's, there's just been confrontation on how we grow and how we work with the youth. And, and when those things do grow, then they kind of want to still have a hold. So I most definitely understand what she's she's talking about that. Um, I'm also um, coming soon is stick to the script. And what it is basically is a line of um, merchandise or um, just things that we can do to actually put in 
to play the word of God in our day-to-day living. Um, the Bible is very um, clear on how we should live and the things that we should be doing and how we should live um, from our money, from our time, um, what we purpose to do. Um, he gives us basic principles. So uh, me, myself, I need to grow in that. So stick to the script for me. It's just that stick to the scripture. I mean, we, we have all these questions and youth have those questions. And when they come to me with those questions, I'm, this is what the word said. Now I can tell you, I've done a little bit of everything opposite of what is told me to go right. I've gone left. Um, so, um, but at the end of the day, there's consequences when we're not following the word of God and he's, he's given us a clear direction. And so we should stick to the script, um, and then let him work everything out. And so, um, like I said, there's not a whole much, a whole lot of, I can say, cause Minister Wright has hit on so many of those topics that I think that affect the church. It affect um, growth. It affect um, our ministries in so many ways that we, um, hurt the development of others ministry and helping them to find their purpose in the church and growing the church as it should be, um, which is us as one body, you know, all of our different parts coming together, working together. So I am very interested to see where this uh, conversation is going to go today and hopefully we'll help someone along the way and ourselves as well, you know, as we continue on this journey. Oh yeah, we're gonna we're gonna dig in and we're gonna begin to pick all of that apart because we know that because our experiences uh, impact directly our perception about life and our perception about the church and our perception about uh, things moving forward. You know that's gonna be highly important that uh, we are transparent here on this platform today, just as we are any other day. But we know how sensitive that uh, talking about church and religion is. So I want to start, um, and Tammy, I'll draw you in. Let's talk about what church used to be in our early upbringing, what that looked like for us when uh, grandma and them, so to speak, uh, were... I guess in more or less in a place where we are today, because we are, <laughs> we are them today being that uh, we've aged and we have our own children and generations under us. So, so Timmy, let's start back. What did church used to look like? Church used to look like, whew, it was, it was just a country church. So, our church looked like, you know, the women, uh, they sat back on the back burner, as poor to say. They, uh, the women were in the choir. Um, the women, they didn't have much say when it come to the church business. Um, the women wore dresses. We wore stockings back then. You couldn't go bare-legged, unlike today. You know, the Bible said, come as you are. And they say it was talking about your heart. But some people think that means it's your clothing. And people just wear what, wear what they want to wear and be comfortable. And I like that. Because back then, we were all, you know, had the dresses on. And we had the stockings on. And the one little air conditioner in the window, we were sweating. And we were hot. And we were fanning. And back then, it wasn't much studying. 
as there is now. Um, you know, uh, back then, a lot of people couldn't read or they could read or they couldn't understand what they was reading. So everything the pastor told them back, back then, they thought it was true. If he misinterpreted, they never did know. That was just the way it was. That that's that's so true. It's so true, and even still today, I think that uh, because of those upbringings, uh, because of tradition and the way things were, um, I know that you guys can see that some of those messages that were preached back then. You have pastors and leaders and teachers that are stepping up right now, today, in today's time, still teaching that message without a lack of understanding it, teaching it as it was taught to them. And so they gravitate to that message rather than uh, getting an understanding for themselves. And as a result, we still see churches. We still see uh, people within the church still impacted and oppressed by this form of teaching. Mel, what did church look like for you in the past in the past when you you look at the church what did it look like what was your interpretation of uh church of the past well i think um we're obviously obviously seeing um how um the results or the 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 how i don't know if i'm saying this right but the result of what we thought was so right um at the time because back back in the day church seemed so right i mean it seemed like it was the best thing ever um it seemed like when we all came together church was packed um you got that good soul singing you know you got a good um sermon where everybody was shouting and you know praising the lord and you know, church was the foundation. It was the pillar of the community. It's where we did everything. It's where we came together. And I think that's just come to, coming from our history because we, we do come, we're descendants of uh, my ancestors were slaves. And so back in the day, church was that foundation for them. It was everything for them. That's where they handled business. That's where they came together as a community, the picnics, the, you know, that's, that's just, it was that. As we have grown and now we have other options, I think that we're seeing how um, the church is not meeting, actually meeting the needs of the people on the level they should, because we can't hold people now that people have other options beside the church. We have no true foundation. Um, and so I think some of those things are being exposed now, how the church is not as vital in some places now, because some churches are, you know, just like me and my mom was having the conversation. Um, I was saying is, you know, um, how the churches was closed down during COVID. The church building, I understand as far as us coming, congregating for three hours and all together. But how is it that we did not serve the community? How did we not use the building to um, for like, you know, we had a location that um, didn't have water for days. Why didn't we gather water and collect water from the community to help with that? Why didn't we help people in need during those times when everything was going on? So how is it that the church completely 
you know, closed down and we're not being vital in the, the lives of people outside of us just coming into the building and having our little social hours. And so I think that we're we're seeing that now that how what we thought was so right then, how those things are or and, and maybe not, I don't know because I really think church back in the day that if something like that was going on, we would have been coming together. We would have been raising funds. We would have been um, working the community. We would have been um, out seeing about people. And I think we've lost that sense of, so I agree with Minister Wright in so many ways that um, while we didn't have a voice and while in some as aspects of things, at the same time, those women that were, um, that was that we looked up to anyway they would have been getting together making meals they would have been serving the community so even though we didn't have a say so maybe in the pulpit and maybe the business side of it when it came to taking care of our people we did that so i think that we're kind of missing that that we've kind of gotten into our own selves now that we're missing that sense of community and coming together and really really um being what the church should be which is us going out and serving. It's not about that church building and just having sermons, but how are we serving people? How are we loving on people? And I think we're missing that. Okay. Well, we're going to take a quick commercial break and we're going to come back and dig into just that. We're going to break down the compo components of the church, what it is and what it should look like. And so we're going to do that here as we take, come back from a quick break. here on the coffee talk and tea set as today our topic is the church exposed and so we're just digging in and melanie hit on some really um good points before we went to our commercial break so right now in your own words let's try to define who or what is the church because in order to expose a thing, we've got to first know what it is. So in your mind, in your perception, what is the church? Or who is the church? I'll take that. The church is a body of believers. A body of believers in Christ. A church is a body, but it has many members. Therefore, it has many uh, duties, many uh, associates, associations to it. One person does not own or run or is the church. Like I said, the church is a like a neighborhood. The church comes together. And one of the things Mel said is about how... Um, with the pandemic and how churches are. And I think a big controversial issue 
for 2021 for the church is getting the members to come back to the church. Because now the churches, you know, the pastor used pastors used some pastors used to preach about get off of Facebook. You're always on Facebook. Get off of Facebook. But now since the pandemic happened, a lot of them are preaching on Facebook now. So you hear a lot of people, is your church open back up? Yes, but I stay at home because they live stream. And so now people are like, well, I can get church at home. Why do I need to go to a building to have church? You know, people are uh, getting churches where people would work all week long and then they would come to a building and they would come and praise and thank the Lord for what he has done for them in in their life or in that week. Uh, gave them strength to work, gave them strength to be who they are. And on Sundays, that was just what you did. Sundays was church. Sundays was the Lord's day. So now with our busy lives and with it being on the internet, we just don't go to church on Sundays. We can uh, pull it up. We can go to it on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Fridays, whenever, you know. And so in 2021, it's going to be hard for the churches to get their members back in a church sitting in the four walls and fellowshipping with one another because why we have social distance so when the pandemic is over it's gradually you know dwindling down when it's over that is gonna be a big issue for churches is getting their members back in the pews and, you know, saying, hey, let's come together because we've been taught all our life the church is right here. So you're going to have some of those people to contest, hey, if the church is here, why I need to be in a building? Why I need to sit in the four walls? I am the church. And the male hey, man, I agree point, with you, you know, no, about how there. Because uh, I, I'm one of those kind of people, even though that, you know, I was raised in the church, you know, I, like, I, like I shared in the beginning, we all have the same foundation. You know, we started in that same lineage, you know, uh, same teaching, same uh, church. And I'm one of those. I'm not one, uh, first of all, who is very social. So any opportunity I get to not go and gather myself <laughs> in a place, I'm looking for that. Uh, also, um, 2021, the dynamics of our world and what has evolved, I believe has been a eye opener for the church. I believe is a message sent directly to the church. We're stuck in tradition and tradition is good, but tradition is not everything. And when we're in a place to where in 2021, in a world or an America or 
a country where people are free and we continue to oppress people by our tradition, oppress people with control and uh, in a sense enslave them and not educate them, then I believe we're in trouble. So when you go and you, you're, you're talking about the church and what it's supposed to be, let's look at it for what it really is because we know that our churches are poor. The people attending the churches are even poorer. And we're going to continue to be poor unless we as a church and as a body of Christ, as believers, really tap in and focus on what is it that we need to do different. Well, and I so people are finding that church is irrelevant to um, their lives. Why do they, and, and, and I, I go out and I, I did teachings and one of the things that I taught this just past week is that, you know, we're going to church Sunday after Sunday, week after week, uh, month after month, and I go in broke and I leave out broken than what it was when I went in because they want my money. Uh, it has to have money to continue to grow. But why am I going to continue to plant money into a organization? Because that's what it is into a religion religion, because that's what it is. That's not returning on investment for me. Where are we missing it? I think where we're missing it is that, like you said, um, I I can see we're on both. And for me, the church we have we have missed the concept of what the church building is supposed to be, um, where we almost make it like it's God that the church building itself we're worshiping the church building. You know, some churches I know that they don't want you doing certain things in the church. You can't go in certain parts of the church. You know, they they like to say for instance, you know, you want me to build the youth group but we can't go into certain sanctions of the church and keep them here, don't keep them there or whatever. Um with that the church building and church itself as far as us coming in on the Sabbath day for me that should be like a hospital. It should be a filler station where we come and we get filled up, that we come and get gassed up. And I always say it like this. If we are in church for three hours every Sunday, okay, let's say we have at least four Sundays out of a month. That's 12 hours, right? For 12 months, that's 144 hours of training we're supposed to be getting. What job do you know that's going to go and pay you and send you off and not expect you to come back better? for you to be able to put in and apply what you've been taught. We're going and sitting in these organizations and we have nothing to come out and apply to what besides a good filler feeling, you know, but there's no actual teaching and instruction on, for me, stick to the script. What does the Bible say? You can't pick and choose what you want to teach. Um, I, I asked, you know, why are we not teaching about tithing? Now tithing, you don't have to tithe. God is not holding you hostage to tithing, but there is a principle that if you tithe, there is something on the return. I want to know about that return. Don't rob me from knowing. Now, at the same time, and God told me this, he spoke to me about this. I was kind of frustrated about it. And he was like, you teach it. So there is also responsibilities on ourselves to to educate ourselves and to know and to and knowing how to bring it to the forefront. 
But at the same time, for me, that's missing. And it's not just about money. It's about how we're supposed to spend our time. Um, for me, the church is supposed to be building our ministry. If you are a pastor of the church, it's not just about us coming and watch you do your ministry and watch you do your thing. You're supposed to be helping me to develop my ministry because all of our ministries together is what works for that. And so if I'm coming and if I'm supposed to go out during the week and the, as these kids are coming and asking me, Miss Mill, what do I do about this, Miss Mill? And I'm pouring out that church and that that organization should be where I'm coming back to get that training and to get that extra support from other ministers and we're building on each other we're getting ideas no different than if we go to a conference guess what we're doing with other ministers or other leaders we're getting ideas what they're doing and we're bringing it back and so we can continue our work and we can continue our service it's what we do in our jobs it's what we so the church for me should be that same thing when i go to that church it should be no difference than us having a special retreat or you know or a conference or whatever on Sunday, that should be us coming, conferencing together as ministers, as believers, as Christ. And then we can go out and save those that are not in the building, you know, and the church is within me. So what I'm taking from what I'm learning from other leaders within the ministry, I should be able to take that out into the community and help others to draw them and to help build them and where they're weak and where they're having questions. And we can't do that. And I think that that's what we're missing. We're missing that opportunity to come and build each other's ministries. And because we're just going into the pews, watching the choir, watching that minister do their ministries, but everybody else out there, were we helping them to build their ministry so they can go out and help others and bring others to Christ? That's some good stuff. We're gonna take a quick break and then, um... I got a twist for you. We're here on the coffee talking tea set. And just before going to break, you know, you ladies have really stirred the pot. Uh, like Miss uh, Tammy Bray Wright said a while ago, it's getting hot in here. <laughs> and I can tell you what, I can go on and on and on about this topic because where I see most of the issue resides in Minister Bray Wright, she uh, talked about it there in the beginning of the show is leadership and the oppression that is coming from our religious leaders. So I wanna pick it apart. I wanna dig in. I really want to know what is leadership in these religious settings look like and how is it impacting 
whether negative or positively, the future of the church. Our pews will continue to be empty if we are not vital, if we're not helping people to find their purpose within Christ. And it's not about the church building. It's not about our, our individual religious organizations and how, because with any organization, if I go start a church, I have certain ideas of how I think that church should look like, what I want, my principles, our policies, what we want that overall structure to look like. But at the same time, if I am not helping people to be able to go out, because people are tired, they, they don't want just a performance. That You can watch a performance on TV. And that's why you're going to continue to have people that don't feel the need to come and sit in a pew because I'm not actually getting anything that I need, that I just feel like I need to be there connected to you. When it's something that I want to get the true feeling of it, oh, I'm going to be in the place. It's no different. Somebody, my favorite singer, and they they are doing a concert. You know what I mean? But if they make me feel some type of way, like really, really good, if I can be there, I want to be in the building. I don't want to just watch them on TV. I can, Yeah, I can watch them. I can get the same song and, and feel good, but it's something different about being in the presence. And I, that's what the church is missing. It is missing the presence of the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit that, that resides in not just you, but how can I get that same spirit within me? And then if I can help a person experience the Holy Spirit, they're going to want to be in the presence. They're not going to want to watch it on TV. They're wanna get, they'll want to get that. And that's what I think we're missing. We're missing the opportunity to help people build that relationship with Christ and, and, and learning, teaching them how to uh, experience the Holy Spirit. Yes. And when it comes to leadership, um, no matter if you're in the church or whatever, you only strong as your weakest link. And I think the church has fallen with making disciples, making soldiers, making everybody strong. See, when you educate, you are sharpening somebody's sword. When you educate your people and when you train them to do what you do, they're not trying to take your place. You're just trying to make a strong fence. You know, if I build a fence, this post strong, this post strong, this post weak. So when something hit that post, that third post, and it fall down, then it's going to weaken the one next to it. Then it's going to weaken the one that's in front of it, which is the leader. As a leader, it is your job to make sure that everybody on your team has what they need to be equipped. That's another thing. We're not equipping people with what they need. If you're the only one understanding your sermons, was it God ordained? If you, you okay. get your sermon, but everybody else don't, what is the purpose? What are you speaking to? You know, what and who are you speaking to? 
Because when you compare it, go on. Do I need to put on my church hat? Do I need to put on my church hat? Let me, let me. You know, like I know. Yeah, yeah. You know, like I know. Anytime you question that leader's message, they gonna put it back on you. They gonna manipulate the situation and throw it. Well, you the one ain't right. So come on now. So, uh, so if they the only one understanding their message and they think it's uh God sin or whatever, and not able to break it down. You know, like I know, they done went to Sermon Central and then pulled that sermon and 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 then <laughs> they ain't heard from nothing. That's but what it what comes back to. Right, that's what it come back to. Educating, study to show myself approved. That's what the buying time with it and work on it. They gotta ask God because we are up under God. They don't own the church. They don't pay the light bill by themselves for the church. They don't pay the water bill by themselves for the church. You know, so they got to get some education going on. And even if my pastor is not a Bible scholar, when I ask him a question and he don't know, I can honestly say the pastor I'm up under now, he will tell you, I don't know, but I got some partners in the ministry. I'll call one of them and i get an answer for you. If you would just be honest with the people, they would love you and work for you. That is on your job. That is in life. People are looking for something real. This life is hard. If people cannot go to the church when they are sick in their heart, when they've been beaten down by life, where are they going? We see the statistics rising every day on suicide, on uh, children running away, don't have nowhere to go. Marriages falling apart and breaking up. That is where the church is supposed to step in. That is where we supposed to, leaders of the church, we're supposed to be educated and educate everybody on our team, on our minister team, on our missionary teams, on our youth leaders team, on our youth to teach other youth in school. We sh we are supposed to be infectious to people. Our smile is supposed to brighten up somebody's day. One thing about it, and, and I'll bring this back up again, you got to be real with your people. If you don't know, you just don't know, say you don't know. They're not going to throw you out because you don't know. That's going to make you seem human to them, human enough that they can love you. But if you up here and saying stuff that you just throwing off the wall, don't you know your people are reading too? And they can poke holes in what you say? Now this person been hurt by the church because they question you and you don't have enough love and compassion to try to answer their question or get to the root of it? 
one thing Mel brought up is about um how we can go in certain parts of the church. You know, we were all taught that you couldn't go in the pulpit. Oh, if you walk in that pulpit, you get struck down. We thought it was some kind of magical thing. That if we went up there, something bad was going to happen to it. You know, and I was grown still believing that. Then when I moved away from home and I got in another church, in this church, oh, I got off of work one day and we was having choir rehearsal and I was the choir director and I was late. And I had cell phones, this back in the 90s. Cell phones wasn't affordable back then. And so I went home and I called him. I said, hey, I'm on my way. I'm just changing my shoes. And when I went over there and I had on pants and I started walking in the church and a lady pulled me back. She said, here, women don't wear pants in the church. They had me scared. You know, and it's like that we had we had put certain places and things in the church as idols. We have put that fear that had made pe- made me in my conscious mind sick to death. Because now I'm worrying about, is God going to do something to me? Because I didn't walk up in the pulpit without thinking. Because I was trying to get the altos on point. And I need to step back so I can hear them. And I didn't, oh Lord, I'm in the pulpit. Lord, forgive me. And, and all this. What it is, it's a trick of the enemy. To get you to focus on those little things like that. Instead of focusing on where it want to be. The main thing that God wanted us to do is to love. 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 Love your neighbor. Love. Love your enemy. Love the person. Love and help. All this other stuff we have put in here. It don't even matter. It don't even matter. When it come down, he gonna say, what have you done for me? Have you loved? The Bible say the greatest of things, the greatest of this is love. Love is charity. Love is kind. Love is patient. Everything boiled down to love. Are you loving the people? Enough that I'm going to educate myself. I'm going to be that leader for you. Are you loving the church like you say you love in the church? Because if you are, it will show. You know how you can just meet that one person and you can just feel their spirit. And you can say, that's a loving person. person. Our leaders are lacking love. Love and compassion for the people. You know, it used to be a song that said, What the world need now is love, sweet love. It's the only thing that is just too little. See, love lets people rest easy at night. You can rest easy at night knowing you've been loved. See, I want to walk in a house of love. See, if I got love in me and you sowing love and we reaping love, then when you make a mistake, I still love you. It's all right. You don't have to put yourself up here that you can't. See, 
Oh, I'm going to the summer. I got to take this church hat off and I better let Mel say a little something, something. <laughs> so, so you, you own it. It is about the love. And, and the thing is, is when we are, when we're really led by Christ, it is not something that we even have to fake. Because sometimes we don't feel like loving. Sometimes we don't, if we, if we really be honest about it, sometimes we go in there, we full of hell, but at the same time, if we are really, really led by Christ and we have really allowed him to come in, he'll fix all that because he'll cover that. He'll cover ourselves, our, our ugliness, and he will show up. So when we, when we wear him constantly, when we get out of bed and say, God, <laughs> you're going to have to direct this day. You're going to have to order my steps. Like, and we, you know, no different than when we um, dressing up for Halloween. You know what I'm saying? We've got to wear him because sometimes what's underneath is not any good. And, and we might not be even feeling that day. But if we're truly wearing him and putting him on every day, and then it's going to show and he's going to show and not ourselves. And, and I think that that's what we're missing. And I think, and again, like I said, our pews are going to continue to be empty. The church house is going to continue to be empty if that is not our concept, if that is not what we're trying to do. And then and we're talking about leadership. We're going back to talking about leadership. For me, and I could be wrong, as a pastor, and like you said, we need to, they, they should be building other disciples. They should be building other leaders. And just because you're the pastor of that church, if God has given you that, you might not be the best minister in the church. You might not be the one that's going to draw people in with the word because maybe your deliverance is not what it needs to be, but you are good for the structure of the church. You are good for the organization of the church. You are good for the business of the church and keeping order in the church. See, so some people, they, they think that because you have been called in a certain thing that you're supposed to be the one, you're the only one. But no, if this baby over here can sing and the people are blessed by her ministry or whatever, she needs to be the one that's up, not me. Just because I can play a little bit or maybe I can hit a tune or two or maybe back in the day I did. But then right now God is calling her. I need to let that, let her shine. You know, I need to let this person shine if this is the season for it. And as a pastor, you should be seeking that, that you are knowing how to shepherd your sheep and who he has put under your guidance. Who, who he has put you over and that's what i think we're missing and and but that that comes with love because when i'm loving christ and listening to the holy spirit more than I, what i'm wanting myself and loving on myself and wanting me to be seen then we miss the opportunity to love others to um to help them and so they can love on others and it's just that the structure of the church itself um and I can't say everywhere because I've seen some organizations that I feel like are doing a great job that I am truly blessed by. And I want to go be in the presence. Yes, I'm watching them on TV right now, but I would drive the two or three hours to be in that presence and, and to be where the Holy Spirit is. I want to be there. And that's what we should be seeking. But how can you do that if we're not loving on one another, if we're not coming together as leaders and saying, hey, this is what's going on. Did you notice that sister so-and-so? Like... I don't even know if the ministers are even recognizing one, what they have in the church. Are you truly recognizing like you, to me, you should know your sheep. If someone on that, note, huh? on that note, we'll be right back. Okay.
We're here on the Coffee Talk and Tea Set today with Miss uh, Minister Tammy Bray Wright and Miss Melanie Adamson. And today we are talking about the church. Our topic today is the church exposed. And we're talking about some of the uh, major issues because we can minimize it, but really it is a major issue, especially in the days and times in which we're living in here in the 21st century. And looking at the future of the church, we've talked about some of the oppression that many of us have, have experienced, as well as leadership, some of the flaws in leadership, and what the church really should look like and where we're missing it. So we're up to the last 10 minutes of our broadcast today, and I want you ladies to come in and just share anything that you have not shared that you would like our listening audience to know, some words of encouragement that you may have for our listening audience, and where you see the future of the church as it is through your perception. Well, I'm going to go back to where I, I left off, and, and I want to leave space for Minister um, Minister Wright um, to also chime in on some of that. But I was I was going back and saying is how um, a shepherd should know a sheep. We should know who's in our um, under our guidance, under our instruction. Um, one of the things I do is I do cheer and dance, and when I I'm going to have those cheerleaders, whatever I know those their their names. I make a point on their first day to try to remember their names. I always try to do about me's with the youth and, and find out a little bit more about them, what they're good at, what their weaknesses are, what their strengths are. And then not only that, and some of the kids run from it, people run from it, period, because if I know anything about you, that you got any little bit of something, and then I have an opportunity to come up, I'm, I'm after that person like, hey, can you do, I'm trying to find out how I'm going to bring you in to, to making the best experience for everybody. How can I involve you? My, the name of my organization is Project GAIN, and GAIN stands for Get Active and Involved Now. So be active in, in, with your time, be active with your money, be active with your, your um, just, just get involved in the process, whether you're volunteering or whatever. But then be involved with your talents and your gifts. Now, because some people, you know how you have some parents that they, they just throw money at their kids, they with their kids, and they just spend the money. But you're not actually engaged in their lives you have them for that moment you sugar them up you take them to amusement parks and they think you're the best parent in the world when they when they're young but then as they get older they really start to find out were you really involved did, did you really pour into me did you really invest in me were you there when i really needed when i was sick or when i had questions or when those things that's what matters to it's not just about throwing money or just you know you got your resources and it's about attaching your name and it makes you look good and for a status purpose not to just say you mama or daddy or pastor or whatever but i'm actually in there i'm on the ground with you i'm getting dirty me myself i don't really dress up for church I don't even really dress up for work, but guess why? Because I'm expecting that I'm going to work. I can't work in heels. I can't get down and dirty. I can't move stuff. I can't set up stuff. I can't be that, that stage builder because I like building stage for people. So you have a place to perform. You have a place to showcase. That's what I like to do. I like to be that person. I don't necessarily want to be the person out front. God saw different. 
I had to build up my speaking skills or like what I'm trying to do right now and stay connected with you because I know that that's where he's placed me, that I do have to do that. But for me, I'd rather be out picking up trash, making our place look better. I can't do that dressed up and I'm all trying to be cute and trying to show. No, baby, I want to get down with you. Like, so that my concept is a little different from people because when I come to church in t-shirt and jeans and stuff, I'm expecting to worship. I'm expecting to shout even maybe. I don't want nothing getting in my way of praising God because that's what I'm there for. And if I'm not there for that, why am I here? I don't care if it's a basketball game. If I'm not there to get up and cheer for them kids and yell with them cheerleaders and stand and hoorah, who, why am I there? There is no purpose of me being anywhere. I don't care if it's at church. I don't care if it's at work. If it's not helping me to help somebody else, then it is a waste of time. And I think that that's what we're missing. And not just in the church and in life is that it's time out for just to be doing things, just to be doing it. It's got to be with purpose, for purpose, and the reasoning that I'm even here on this earth for me being even alive today. You know, so I think that we have to seek that and that we have to do better. And I think more than anything, COVID-19, this, this season that we've been in, it has exposed the church not just the church buildings, but expose the church within us, how we love, how we say the, the, the things, how we use our platforms, social media, our, our social media, especially during those times should have been flooded with nothing but love. And so those are the things that it has exposed the church. It has, and I'm not just talking about the organizations, the people within the organizations, because the organization is the people. It is the leaders. It's the people that's in there. It has exposed us. Mm -hmm. Earlier in the broadcast, Anna has stated that when she go to church, she come out broke and she feeling just as bad as when she went into the church. You know, to me, and this is my opinion and my opinion only, a lot of our churches have become businesses instead of worship centers. Because never should it be like that. The church was intended to be a worship center. You know, and like I said, the church is one body with many members. And that's true. You got to find out what is your place in the church. What do you like to do? Mel says she like to stay on the back burner. She like to pick up trash. She like to do that. That is needed in the church. All jobs are needed in the church. But we got to get back to the basic. What is the church? The church is a hospital for sin sick people that are coming. We got to equip ourselves and learn how to treat those people. If you go to the hospital, you're going to walk out if they don't have trained doctors and nurses. So, and the doctor is what they come to see in the church. So, as leaders, we have to train ourselves and get better. But we have to train it in the love of the Lord, not in the business of uh, income not in the business of trying to 
build build bigger buildings and our people are broken hearted and our people are broke and we still putting them in the poorhouse you know why are we investing all this in a building and we only come here once or twice a week when it's people at their houses getting their lights cut off when it's people in their houses they got kids that need gas money to get back to school or to eat because they lunch voucher didn't come through so we got to get back to the love like mel said you got to know your people and that's true you got to know god's people you got to know your sister and your brother in order to get to the root of it and to find out okay so we're in this place and if you don't have a plan how you gonna go somewhere you don't know where you starting from and you ain't got a goal to where you're going we got to put the vision back in the church the vision first set a plan and then go from there it don't always start with we need you to give we need you to give we need you to give you're running people away from that because like you said now they focus on hey all they want is my money but i'm here to learn to be better and do better and be a better person because it's something in me making me sick and i come here to get that out of me because i want to feel love and i want to give love and i want to be love so the church has to get back to what it was intended for and it was a worship center for god and not a business center for people to get rich or an income and and i'm gonna turn it over and Minister Wright, I'm, I'm going to say this, and, and I could be wrong with this, and I am going to say this. There's nothing wrong with the church building growing and us building on it if it's for a purpose. And the churches have become, not just a bit, because we do need to have, and I think that that's what we miss, that we don't have a business concept to really know how to run and function the church on the level that it should be. But we've become a charity case that we just expect people to give. But if if in our community... If we're needing a, um, a food a food um, center or somewhere we can have clothes or whatever, maybe we want to build a closet or something. I believe that God has given us um, the abilities. And if it's the money we need, because some people have the money. And some people, they waste their money because sometimes they say they're poor, but that dollar that you spent could have been God can, God, God can increase that. And that dollar you spent on a Coke or whatever. If it's going for the purpose of us serving and loving on the community, for me, I don't feel like there's anything wrong with that. But we got to know why we're doing it. It can't just we have a church building just to have it. And it's not serving the people. It's not a place, of, a center of love that we can get back. But we all know that it takes money to do that. But if we're trusting in God to provide, and then we have to trust that he's going to take our little bit and make it a lot. And so it's not just about the money. I think it's the concept of how they preach on it and just asking, asking, asking. But then people need to be able to see a return on that. I don't mind giving anything and even sacrificing for something if I see that there's going to be a return and it's going to actually help people. 
So I think it's be, we have become such a charity case, but there's nothing going out. We're not setting up that church house to be a hospital, to be, and, that, and not only that, and when you said that you have a doctor, they come to see the doctor, well, the doctor is not just that pastor. That there's different types of doctors. And depending on what you have in the congregation you have, because why you want these pews filled, you got to be able to serve the people that's going to come in with all their mess and all their mess ups. So if maybe Miss Minister Wright, you're the pastor, but Minister, um, um, not Minister, I'm sorry, Sister Ann Bray here is good at finances, and we know that our people are broke. Well, we need to be bringing her in to do classes, and we need to offer that service for our people so they can get their money right. And she have resources that they need for them to get a better job, for them to start their own business. Why are we not putting her in, in that she's that doctor help to help them with their finances? She don't have to necessarily be in a pulpit. And she's not trying to be the pastor either. But we should not be so offended by her gift and her calling that God that we can't bring her in and utilize her to build the church. And God has given us every tool that we need and every person that we need, but we don't know how to put things in place and to treat the church as a business that we know what to put where so that we can grow and help people to grow. And so I think that we just have to think about our mindset and, and how we handle things and come to and, and come together and be better as an organization if we do want our people, it's not about the church growing, not that building getting bigger and we just keep feeding into that, but it's about the people that's in the church. We need people to get better, to be healed, to be whole, to be prosperous. Because guess what? If I'm broke, how can I help other people? How can, if our church is broke, how can we Absolutely. help Absolutely. Mel, I hate to cut you off, baby, but we're out of time for today. It's obvious that we can go on and on and on about this. And we're going to come back next time and really break down some of the other components of how, uh, what we've been taught in the church, how it has directly impacted our lives as uh, mothers, as women, as a community of people. And so until next time, here on Coffee Talk and Tea Set, I am your co-host, Antricia Bray-Smith, along with Tammy Bray-Wright and Melanie Adams. We'll see you.